0: sangin podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode on behalf of the podcast we would like to encourage everyone one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us this increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories thank you
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sanyin podcast, to this amazing episode with my friend, Mr. Mark Keron, all from Uganda. He's a podcaster, the founder of UV TAM Studios. He's a lot, also a mentor in this game of podcasting. Mark, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my friend. Uh
0: really pleasure for me to be on here and share some information from a very little novel there. I host the big conversations by ordinary people podcast. And I also work with a brilliant team at Uvotam. Uvotam means Uvotam, the Ugandan word, backward spelling for Matovo. But yeah, uh, that's also my family name, and also my other brother's name. So uh, okay. we uh, we are saying we're just trying to invest in content. We, we we see the reach of content, and in one of the ways we do that is by by podcasting. Uh, we are doing podcasts ourselves, and also really helping out whoever wants to start their own podcast. So we are heavily investing in the business of content for the betterment of our communities.
1: Okay, uh, you know, I've, I've always asked myself why, why we but now you've you've explained it. Okay, um, as I usually always tell you that uh, I got inspiration from the work you do to start this podcast, um, big conversations with ordinary people. It's a really and, cool feeling, man. I've
0: been I've been telling a few people on my podcast about it how someone from Asia, even though they're Ugandan, really looks up to the work we do. So that for us is more meaningful for doing the work uh, than than the end goal, which would be maybe money, uh, which we're sure we'll get. But that is what keeps us moving when we get stories and conventions from people like you, because what you're doing is really amazing. We know that it's also inspiring other people to do the same. Yeah, Quite, quite frankly, I appreciate the fact that you have been watching paying attention to the work
1: okay so uh uh, i I just wanted to know um how did you start and why did you start so the the, the starting
0: is is very random right um how did i start it's such a big thing for me because podcasting in general is something i've done all all my life I, i i did start with a bunch of friends uh we started with a with the idea that we needed to add our voices to what our mainstream was, was, was trying to push into our minds. So instead of just trusting the states and we're going to school, we could get uh, we have access to the to, to internet. We can really streamline our information. Or like, let's share a few ideas on the podcast. And then we started. We started doing podcasts as a, a, for people. Then it got boring because I think we, we just exhausted everything we could just talk about. Then we knew each other. Then we switched into the guest mode, where we now talk to ordinary people, informal strangers. And yeah, that, that continued and picked up like that. It's, it's been fun.
1: You know, when you started, uh, okay, when I got to know about your podcast, which was, I think, late 2021, according to me, you were among the only podcasts that I knew in Uganda. And... In my in my own world in my own simple world I'll call you a pioneer in the area of podcast I just want to know um do you think right now Uganda is ready to accept podcasting as a new medium of yes yes
0: name? yes and um I wouldn't say I'm a pioneer I, quite frankly a lot of people were doing podcast they were just never they just didn't make it cool or popular and I think that's like the kind of value I, I, I try to add into there was to really really be serious about it so the people who were doing it. Was just doing it for the fun of it doing it amongst their friends and uh um, so once we joined and, and and i wasn't just doing it alone so to me it's like a whole team right what makes it very 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 interesting is the whole team of us friends so once we we took over the space and what we're, we're saying now we're into the space we were a bit more serious and were more devoted so that then informed people that, okay, this is something, this this podcasting space is something. But yeah, um, I feel like we are ready for the space. And I know for a fact that we're ready. Um, I'm also, since I already told you I'm investing into the business of content, I happen to see it in my other life. I'm a marketing, I'm a marketer. So this is something I prioritize a lot, including uh, podcasts into how strategies and how people will consume content making sure that podcasters are paid maybe for advertising, pushing for like adverts. So the space is ready. The space is there. It's just a developing space. It's a growing space, growing audience, which is quite frankly something to look forward to. I, I feel like, yeah. Uh, whatever trick was done from like the USA comes down here. And okay. that is happening in the USA. Podcasts is such a great thing now. It's a great tool of marketing. Uh, podcasters now actually carry more. Wait the mainstream media and yeah that is exactly what's going to happen here
1: okay and um recently i was on the twitter space and there was this question of what what is the ugandan podcast i would say seen lacking and people are like there is a niche like most podcasters just create conversations just but if they focus on a particular niche that will make their podcast grow you believe in that statement?
0: Yeah, I believe. But also, right now, with machine learning, right, you, you're you most likely going to
1: be invited to
0: a podcast of your interest. So, to not make it monotonous, uh, say the, the, the Spacecast podcast, maybe also people like Lexi podcast and your podcast, where it's sharing information regardless of who's sharing it and what they know. So, these conversations are been packed off such big information that can if what you're interested in you can find what you're interested in from who you want from who you want it from so it it, to me it's about filtering how you want your information and how you get it but uh when you say niche (coughs) because we all can't do dance podcasts or we all can't do tech podcasts and uh frankly speaking when you look at the scoop of what people consume it's 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 not yet relevant for you to have a niche just one thing because then you are not certain that it will be consumed
1: or the market will appreciate it Mm. okay okay and 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 recently when i was back home i realized there are now very many podcasts in uganda even new vision has a podcast i I was surprised i was like okay now is a lot on the market now, on the average listener, how do you choose? There's now so much, and many are coming. So how do you filter?
0: I think it goes back to what your interests are and what you are categorically really, really passionate about. So the New Vision will definitely have a podcast because they already have an existing audience. And then uh, people are going away from the mainstream news. It's boring. Uh, but yes, it's the more podcasts you listen in, uh, the, the, the better you'll maybe... <laughs> the better your, your search is, is optimized to what you want. And, and it's about the information you're trying to, to, to look out for. But then you can't just avoid the podcast. You're just here to stay.
1: Okay. I've always wanted to ask you this question, but let me ask let me ask it. Big conversations with ordinary people, what has been your favorite episode and your favorite guest and why? Because uh, there are very many and each episode is unique. There's a way you let me give you your flowers, Mark. There's a way you you ask questions like as if like as if you know the person before you you have met the person. Maybe you do homework before, but it's no, like you ask me. questions and then you ask them lead up questions. It's like someone who's listening is also sit feels like they're sitting with you. And well, I, don't, I don't know if that's a skill or or something that you just learned or something, but it's nice. Into really, uh, the, the,
0: but quite frankly, a number of podcasters that uh. So again, information is key. It's very important to be very, very informed when you're talking to guests. Now, big conversations by ordinary people, it's guest-centered. We particularly look into the guest perspective to life. Um, the guests literally lead the conversation. So I'm just on there listening to the guest and maybe trying a few pushback questions here and there. But it's, it's, it's majorly always just about the guest. So, but to answer your question, um, right now I don't think I have a favorite episode. There's quite a number of people on there that are really charming, that really have some information to share. So, uh, to be a disservice, uh, over time I've realized that I actually enjoy the conversation, and they're more like the mood—the mood, the mood you are into when you're having a conversation with a guest—can dictate whether or not you like the episode or not. But uh, for someone that has a, that has done over 200 episodes in a period of two years for visual and audio that's for seasonal conversations I, I i can say i, I love I, i'd say i like your podcast a lot even though i did not i had some technical issues on there but the fact that you flew back from china to just come and have a conversation with me, and then you knew almost like about seven guests of eight people you had listened to that is quite something right so yeah. that is very really interesting to me but also but also it's what
1: the experience now gives you you're a guest, okay and I want to ask uh, as a fellow podcaster how do you prepare for a podcast because as I say the way you ask questions is like you put the listener to feel like they're with you let me give you an example when you were, when you were, when you're having a, a podcast with uh, with the uh, I think it was like 2022 out there and then you're oh. asking about how radio is working with podcasts, if she has beauty privilege stuff like that, yeah. you kind of you kind of ask the question that we always want to ask, and you you know it's like it's like you're our leader in that in that true, question. True. So the thing though, the, the thing about the thing mm. about hosting
0: strangers is I am I'm, I'm not hosting with any intention to harm. I'm hosting to just really get out the curiosity I've heard about maybe you have seen. uh, Depending on what field you're into. So it's easier than there to just ask the sharp note question of, hey, do you masturbate? Because I can randomly ask you such a question. And again, it's just really big conversations by ordinary people. So your perspective to the question and how you answer it matters more than the actual question. So that is what I try to get out of my guests most of the time. And yeah, speaking of Pfizer, pretty, pretty, pretty woman. I think she's doing a decent job at, 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 at um at kfm now um and on my podcast she was still on another station and we talked about the switch how she's going to behave when she switches just after two weeks then she got another job into another station and she had wished to to start working at that station which was something 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 beautiful so the podcast also acts as a place where you can find someone's process and not and witness their process from there like when you listen to the guests and uh, the, the conversations we're trying to have in the podcast, you can define process of, oh, this is what is making this person be great. Or this is what make this, makes this person be a monster in their field. So that is almost like the kind of niche we have. Uh, we don't have like key pointers of what you're going to talk to so in preparation, really in preparation, it's it's never it's it's never too much. Of course, you do some reading. If if, if I have a tech person coming on there and we they're like uh, trending things would talk on, it's it's always important to have the facts and not missing from people. So because also sometimes quality control for my podcast, someone will do quality control and once they say something wrong, we will we'll cut it out. So preparation is just you getting as much information as you can to share about. So that's what you're sharing to the general public can carry some weight. Okay,
1: nice, nice. So I'm still listening. Every I've, I've noticed that nowadays you... Because I listen to your podcast on Google, on Google Podcast, I realized that nowadays you release in bulk. Let's say like three episodes. You release them at once. Uh, yeah.
0: So the thing about, about me and creating is, again, there is a process... Uh, it's just not me doing the podcast alone. Uh, there's a team of, of people that... So there's like a whole team of people involved in the process that are, <clears throat> that are part of the process of what it takes to release an actual podcast. So since we're doing vision audio podcasting, there's a process from shooting to editing and to getting it ready to quality control. And since that process takes some time, whenever the podcast is ready... I say to myself, let me give it out to the people. I do not have to wait for... I don't need like a scheduler or anything. Once the information is ready, the people will have it. Because you're not going to watch all the podcasts in one day, right? But whenever you go there and there's something you can look forward to to watch, then maybe you'll come back. So I just make sure that as long as the information is there, it's, it's there. I... I just want to make the information there. It's it's podcasting. Machine learning will help you select what might be something you're interested in or uh, what type of guests. Also, the episodes are named by guests, so maybe what type of guests do you like or you will get familiar with. So it's just important for us to just have the episodes as ready as possible. Also to us, the podcast is like a marketing thing for, for the whole studio. So the more we are out there with good quality audio, with good quality video, the more we are sure that we'll get customers for the studio that are more like looking for the same. So we we'll use every other face on the podcast as an ambassador to market
1: the business. Okay, nice. And I've always wanted to also ask you this question because I follow you on Twitter. And, yeah. and I want to ask, especially for me, do you think like your brand your name, Mark Keron, or your Twitter handle, or your social media activity, is so much closely tied to the podcast. I've had, I read somewhere where they say that you should learn to differentiate the host from the podcast. But like, sometimes I feel like when you're tweeting, when you're engaging with people, sometimes it can be nice, sometimes it can be banter. It's like you're also an ambassador for your podcast.
0: For me, my Twitter is me,
1: right? I, I signed up for X
0: on there. um the Twitter anymore. So I signed up for X, say, 2010, 20, 20, 10, and um, I signed up with the sole intention of, like, just strolling with friends. This is where a place I go and laugh, troll. Uh, since we're, we're now so far away from the community upbringing we had, where we're, like, raised as community, and now we're, 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 we're so reserved into our laptops and our screens, and we're just at home. So it was like a trolling thing for me. The personality I'd never want to lose it. I have not lost it. Much as I do so many other great things that add value to my communities, I still maintain the fact that I can still come to my Twitter and laugh. So I, when I have to communicate officially on there or maybe share something about the podcast, I can do that in that capacity. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what this is the intention. Maybe we're trying to do as a team. Uh, but the sole purpose for me is again just to have fun it's what's on my mind i'm on there the tweeting about lyrics i have that, that have intrigued me word plays from rappers i like that have intrigued me um perspectives to life that are really a bit challenging to what i'm seeing people are adopting and i'm not someone like i really 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 practice the fact that i don't want to be triggered. so I, I want to extend that to everyone else. Like nothing online really is too huge to just always trigger you. You just you can just tweet. So I don't feel like the mix of there's the host. People who listen to the podcast know that on the podcast we actually really, really have you know, conversations with people and conversations we believe that will add some value. Then when it comes to my personal Twitter, um just on their being, being the being the person with a Twitter account, like anyone else, like right, the only reason we're using these accounts is sometimes it's for laughs sometimes it's 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 serious business uh yeah i just i just always just keep it like that it's it's just what's on my mind okay
1: so tell me about mark the digital influencer because sometimes i see you on some nice tweets sometimes i laugh sometimes i'm like oh this is mark's opinion sometimes i see you go back and forth with some people talking about the podcast The, the
0: back and forth to me is really not back and forth i i understand that a lot of people give creative feedback uh from a very big point of ignorance, right? So so (laughs) when I try to really always shed some light on what facts they might miss about something, that is when people really maybe might read off like back and forth. But I'm really just coming from a point of educating and and just trying to shed some light on the facts you're missing. Because again, I am in the field and you're not. But then I I appreciate your opinion and i take in the feedback. I I, I like to say that feedback is really, really fundamental to, to the brand and how it goes but still i, I would love that people to come from a very much more informed perspective on what i'm trying to do with the team at large so that is what leads that usually to me it's just uh shedding some more light on what you might have made in coming up with your opinion yeah much as you everyone really does have a right to opine uh it doesn't mean that your opinion comes from a very informed perspective and what better way to get the information than from the actual source themselves so that's what that's the gap that the the gap i try to bridge by just coming into there with seeing people maybe giving feedback on my podcast and (laughs) trying to show them that hey speaking you're skipping all these details of why i'm doing the podcasts and to me it's it's longevity it's it's something i'm going to do so podcasting is something i'm going to do for life right i'm not jumping out at any one time so I know that we are growing, we, we are observing trends, and it's still too too early for us to say that, oh, this is what's supposed to work because it's not really, really working that much here. We're just experimenting with everything. So that is that on the back and forth. And uh, as a digital influencer, really, uh, i call myself one of the first. This is something I actually really, really pioneered. So I have been an instrument on trending hashtags. I remember with Makita Dewey and whatnot, I introduced uh, what they call hashtag marketing. Around here in Kampala for businesses in Kampala. So I'm a very, 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 very good salesman. That's like my niche with life. I've been selling stuff all my life, and that is where that goes in from. So to me, it's just about knowing information and putting it out there. Even though right now I am very, very hesitant to work with brands because of, of uh, course, their money. Sometimes they don't see that this is this is a long game they are playing. But yeah, really, on there I I, I can say that uh, most of the people that have become really really awesome influencers saw that light from me and from the very small projects I was doing, or maybe because of the projects I was doing, it's when they realized that this is a field they could benefit from greatly.
1: Nice. Uh, There's there, that concept amongst some digital influencers, especially those on X, where they say. The companies don't like to pay they like to exploit and and they have their their own digital influencers that they use It's very hard to break into that market of digital influencers what's your take on that you can break into if you're giving value right now i have a podcast uh, mostly if i'm
0: working with brands i am also going to make sure that uh, maybe i get them posted so that they can extensively add into there so i know that, that is going to grow at such a fast rate kick out every other influencer because then you need something like this. Uh, you need you need questions. People are more, people sell to people more than anything and people are more interested in doing business with people and there's no greater way of knowing people than to have conversations with them. So that is where the, the, the market is. Uh, in, in my understanding now, uh, I'm also really investing in the business of content and the business, I understand what video does to businesses. So that is why I have a studio with a team of brilliant people that are putting together everything. So now what that means is uh, it, it, it is always going to trickle down to how much value you can add to a business, right? Um, how much can people relate to that business through you? And that is what I, I, I think I am trying to offer. And it's over time going to grow so huge, I might not manage it, might make so much money that... Uh, I, I'll fail to count it, maybe, but yes, uh, that is like the goal right now. The process is to show people that there is value in this, and I, and I, I like to tell you that big, big, big companies here are really buying into it. I mean, talks with really extremely brilliant CEOs. That yeah, once we strategize and fi- finalize, and a few things.
1: Okay, okay. Enough of the career part of Mark, which is very, very, very interesting. Um, now I want to just know about Mark the person. Um there are three observations I I got first from our podcast interview is that we had back in August or September, is why yeah. I say where, where we, we, we talk back and forth about politics <laughs> yeah, and kagame and all that thing. I I try to get your, your space around that. And from listening from your podcast interviews, I realize you're an atheist, if I'm to say. That's not true. Huh?
0: But some, uh, that's not true. I'm not. Um, OK, but first go on with a question.
1: Oh, OK, OK. And then and then um, the the last one is where you're like, you're, you're in support of legalizing, you know, weed and all that thing. Big, big support. Yeah.
0: So I've like been arrested and I,
1: I, 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 I just don't tweet about it, you
0: know so yes. um being a street child uh, being someone who's from the street and i say mm. that um, <clears throat> from how you want to listen to it I, I don't know how else to explain it but really from someone that has emerged from the street i know for a fact that um a lot of a lot of people a lot of young people who are my age have been locked up in prisons for just a mere fact of smoking marijuana which is something corporates do um from corporate places and they go untouched so when you legalize marijuana, you save that burden of just locking up people's futures for the rest of their lives. So there's so many people in Chitalia right now that have been locked up for just because they got them smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like that affected anyone in any way. So to me, the locking up is, I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate to that and I've spent quite a big chunk of time and money trying to free up a few people from police these stations around and, and and the prisons that are here, so it is something I'm really, really just passionate about for the fact that I don't agree that uh, what someone does with their health or with their life is, is as long as they're not hurting anyone really, and you cannot prove that they're hurting anyone, then locking them up is is, is such a big disadvantage to into their life, right? You're taking away years. From them for nothing, so that is just really something I'm really really passionate about, and also yeah, I really, I mean, we all do. We all have habits that maybe the society is not proud of, and maybe the addictions that we've gotten into over time because of various reasons. No one should, no one single person should be should pay that price, should pay such a heavy price for 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 the habits they've personally chosen. Again, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, you are free to walk. In my opinion. So yeah, for about the marijuana, that's, that's, that's
1: really it. Okay, and um, usually when, when I speak to fellow Ugandans, especially here in China, I yeah. usually tell them the same thing about um, when it comes to drugs and homosexuality, it's just people do whatever they're doing as long as they don't affect anyone. And I get exactly. a lot of banter. For that <laughs>
0: so as long well as it's not affecting you it's not your business right uh uganda is such a poor country right you must have so many other things to think about than what someone is doing with their time yeah you just have to open your mind to that that why am i really concentrating on this Is it
1: helping in any way
0: no well, don't do it
1: so does that mean that you're okay with lgbt as long as they're not affect your children you're okay with it
0: even affecting is weird. I'm okay with them coexisting in my spaces. I work with people of color. I, I, I work with, yeah, I just, I just work with everyone. As long as you're not hurting me again, I don't have a problem with what you're doing. Like, I don't have a post, a problem with your decisions for life. I, I don't know why you're making them. I don't know what informs you. So I'm not just there to judge you. Really. um, I don't pose as a god. And this then brings in your question of you saying I'm atheist, which is, I don't believe is right. So I believe there is... There is a, a creator out there it's just that the, yeah. the, 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 the subject around God is so fundamental that it's very broad I like to be attached to it only at that point where I understand it solely but for now it's something I'm trying to understand i I derive my hope I derive my um I'm I'm a very big fan of of the of the philosophy around um, optimism right and I, I, I believe optimism is it's something we all need. Just I am also a PCB math student when I was in, in high school, I was doing PCB, as being physics, and physics just teaches you one thing that if that is almost nothing is impossible, right? And unless it has been defined as impossible, unless there's like a formula that curtails something to something, you can still achieve everything. Physics, the laws of physics show you that you can literally just attain anything, and that is what I believe in. That once you're putting in the work in whatever you're doing you're in a position to do stuff. So I just don't always like to relate it to uh, spirituality and people's beliefs and faith and whatnot. But I believe that these are necessary things. These are ways of life people are living. A lot of people are Christian, and that should be respected. A lot of people are Muslim, and that should be respected. And that is what I do. I coexist in these places. As born Catholic. I still go to Catholic church. On Christmas with my family, I'll go to Catholic church. So I, I, I hold on to my attachments. But then I also inform my mind differently than
1: everyone else. So you're more liberal and more to free thought. You don't have to yes. believe in dogmas, like someone telling you this is this, this is this. Exactly. Okay. But there's there's one aspect of of a dogma that, especially from Africa, and that is our culture, like some things you just don't question. just have to follow. Would you still align yourself with that?
0: No. Again, I am... Um, I'm, I'm someone that emerges from the street, so that means that I'm not even attached to my own family. No, and, and and I say this like, they cannot make a decision for my life. I have gone independent over time. So again, it's about my information. What I have, like, There's so much information in the world, but that, that informs how I make my decisions and what things I want to believe in. My own information, like I, I read about something. Uh, maybe I'm going to be, uh, maybe I'll practice Buddhism at some point and once you talk to my father about it, he'll be like, Oh my god, you're taken, you're gone, you're gone, you're like the rest. The status took you over, you know, you did all that stuff. But it's, it's 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 about how much information you can access as a person and really get to understand it. So because there's so much wrong, right? When you look through it, uh we are given fluoride in, 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 in cold in, in toothpaste at quite young ages and that is very, very bad for maybe cavities and, and tin it breaks down but that is information that if you're only interested into it you'll find it but if you don't want you'll just fall for it you just keep using the toothpaste that has fluoride in it and maybe maybe not or maybe it will affect you so the same thing goes with aluminium. we, we cook a lot of our food in things like aluminium saucepans boiled tea in, um, aluminium kettles and that is really 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 really, really bad for the pelvic so that that, that that affects memory over time. But these are not things that people are really interested in. So once you start to watch your life, to watch what you consume, then you start making observations on what's better for you, right? The fundamental goal here is health. Uh, the more you're going to live longer, the more you're going to see everything come to life. Because you don't know what else is coming. You don't know who you, what other activism is going to be around or, or something. So it's just about you equipping yourself. And developing a thick skin to survive, to survive happily, maybe. And ha- happiness is fleeting, so I, I don't want to say to survive happily, but to survive comfortably. Mm. It's about what com- information you're trying to control. Okay.
1: Um, let's talk about the Ugandan society. Um, I'll give you the perspective of someone who is out and sees Ugandan society mainly through what we see on social media, and you know. Yeah. Um, yes. Your um. Yeah. Two observations. One. Ugandan society seems to be free, carefree, and so liberal and having that vibe, which which is true. Cause almost every weekend or something there's a party, there is this, there's this. Um, the second thing is that the Ugandan society, we take we kind of find the joking serious issue. Like if there is maybe what like I've seen this video of the finance minister saying people are asking for money, this. You find a TikTok where someone is just making comedy about it and what, what. And then the third thing is that we, you, Uyghans are hustlers, but we, the opportunity seems to be scarce. Like we have the spirit and the energy to hustle, but the opportunities to get the money seems to be scarce, going scarce, scarce by the day. How, so, you
0: you- so we are really known for our hospitality, right? And strong sense of community right? Mm. This is evident in the way we look out for each other and support each other in need. Uh, there are always drives here and there, even if after the government is fearless. Even if it's a government officials' child that has got into some shit, or an ex-government person who probably swindled money will still be there for them, yeah? We really have this general outlook and general positive outlook to right? life, yeah? Even in the face of adversity. So this is this also is informed because most Ugandans are Christian and they, they, they live by the word of the Bible, which is something really interesting. So, that is something you don't take away from them. And and, and 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 you cannot deny the fact that uh, since we're really a poor country, we choose, like I told you, we have this general positive outlook on life. So, for us, it's about optimism. And I, I feel like Ed. That's such a good thing for me. I would have never thanked or I would never I would have never wished to have been anything else than Ugandan because of just that that type of society growing up when you're welcoming and and, and 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 it's about love, it's about positive stuff. So you'd rather stick to that. So we have been fucked a lot of times that we don't now seem to understand the point of sorrow and pain because it's a constant. And with that, we being opt, optimistic is just a coping mechanism for us to just survive. And I feel like it's, it's the best. Okay.
1: So, in your in your what opinion, do you think is Uganda's
0: biggest problem? Ah, uh, bad governance. Is <laughs> <laughs> government executed some of because we really have genuine laws. And I'm saying this, you know, I don't host a big conversations by ordinary people podcast. I, I, I host another podcast that is uh, that belongs to a civil service, service organization, right? So it majorly talks about constitutional reforms and uh, how the youth are playing into that. And tell you what, I just not for a fact that we are good people who are just let down by bad service, by bad governance, by corruption. People take money, like the minister was trying to cry, even if he's also too forth because it's almost like the same. All that, all that is exactly why we feel like something is lacking from our country, but... At the core of it all, it's honestly, honestly, honestly bad governance. Once we correct our governance, once we can implement some our laws and, and it seems a bit fair and things are done on merit, then maybe we can have better service, we can have better health care. Yeah, and that is all we need. We, we just need a government to teach in and do its part in the would be
1: but when it comes to, to the bad governance issue, um, the last time we spoke, I gave you an example of Kagame, and you said, no, 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 that won't work. But it seems That's to be, why? I and mean, it's a perfect example. Yes, yes. And you
0: cannot be one smart person for the rest of your life amongst your peers, right? So let's let things like uh, age and time limits be in play. Let it be a fair playground, right? So maybe Rwanda will be 300 times better than it is right now, right? If if it has been changing, dynamics are changing. Once change is a constant of life. Once you have a few changes, once another another regime comes in with new mindsets, with new solutions, that's good. No one person has the right to have solutions, not even in my business. So that's the thing. I, I keep saying in my own personal businesses, I'm a new person learner every other day guys come I, I produced talent that is really right now almost the best talent in concentration in uganda and i put it out in the market and now they their own work and it's amazing so that is what it takes like clean change transform that's very important so until we achieve that where you're sure that okay maybe this person's solutions are not working for us and how many years do they get eight years two term limits and that's fine let's get someone else Let's sweep. So I just don't believe a single one person can be a mastermind of things for for that long. And right now, when you look at how much time is being taken, it's almost how much time has has taken for him to be in power. It's almost the same as ours. So I I, I don't like to look at that as democracy. But systems are working, and it's something. It's a good. It's a better place than us. But it doesn't. It's, it's, it's not what we want. Because then what happens if we fix our systems? We want we want the rule of law to work. So if that can work, and then we go back to amend- amendments that can be changed, then that would be interesting. Okay,
1: okay. Um, let me ask you this question. Um, what are your thoughts on China? My thoughts on China?
0: I think China is a great country. I think China in general is, is a business leader, and we just have to be... Uh, how can I term this? How can I term this? We just have to be to look out for China, really. China's like a strength setter, right? Uh, the, the way technology just comes out of this place is, is amazing. The way it is doing everything to simplify life is amazing. So let
1: me, mm, I was asking, so would you prefer a world that is led by the US or a world led by China?
0: Uh I think we've had our fair share with the US and its hypocrisy. So yeah, I, I prefer China.
1: Oh yeah, the first you're the first person I've asked that question and I say go is China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Um <clears throat> My final question to you, Mark, would be um, what advice would you give the Ugandan youth?
0: The Ugandan youth to have a solid dream and to see it through. So I'm not really big on advice. I have always uh, growing up I I, I, I always shunned a lot of advice from from, from parents and from friends. So I, I I'm a strong believer again, once you once you're optimistic enough, you achieve what you want. Once you understand the fact that you you can be your own greatest barrier, right? You can achieve everything you want, but don't fall in love at such an early age. First, first make money. First, <laughs> crack the money forward. Why? Because once you crack the money, then you can understand what love. So uh, you first have That's to work. Uh-huh. Important aspect in life that it can make or break you. Yeah. So once you crack, uh, understand how money is made. Understand how how how. You can increase your income sources every other time. And this is something we all struggle about. I'm still really, really just figuring that out myself. It's not like I am uh, a mastermind and a god or a billionaire or something like that. But I, I feel like, uh, yeah, being lot by uh, some bits of relationships in there. So once you crack the money code then there, you can understand life better. So it's very important to focus on how to make you some more money every other day before anything else. prioritize making money. Once you understand making money, then you understand a lot of things.
1: Uh, but I've liked that part. Before love, make money. Well, nowadays it's kind of hard because, you know, everything is around you and you just go with what you feel like.
0: No. um, you Set yourself some standards, man. Like it's, it's, it's important. Okay.
1: Thank you, Mark, for passing by, for having this conversation. Trust me. Thank you so much. I
0: can't wait to have you back on, on big conversations, definitely. I will uh, set up something. So we have... We have you back on there.